Hello and welcome to the second VagabondJourney.com podcast. I'm your host, Wade Shepard, and I'm here today with Chin and Larry Herzberg, the authors of the book Chinese Proverbs and Popular Sayings. They're here to talk to us a little bit today about the history of Chinese proverbs, their usage and role in Chinese society, as well as their prospects on the continued use of these proverbs in the future of continuously globalizing and changing China. Hello, Larry and Chin. Uh, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's nice to be with you, Wade. Okay, excellent. Uh, first of all, um, could you give um, could you give us a, a brief summary of uh, of the history of Chinese proverbs, as uh, as well as maybe a few examples? Well, um, many of the proverbs that we use in our book date from well before the time of Christ, so we include some examples from Confucius who posited the golden rule of about five centuries before Christ when he said, don't do unto others <laughs> yeah. that you wouldn't want them to do to you, of course. And also, uh, one of my favorite quotes, which is by Confucius uh, about uh, five centuries B.C., when he said, everyone within the four seas is a brother or sister, mm-hmm. meaning uh, we're one race, the human race, all of us. Um, there are many... Uh, Fables that gave rise to four character proverbs called Chengyu, as you probably know, mm-hmm. and these also date from uh, before the time of Christ. Uh, ones like Jing Di Zhuwa, the frog at the bottom of the well who thought he knew the whole world until uh, the tortoise and turtle jumped in and told him there was a much greater world beyond, or Tang Bi Dang Che, the praying mantis tries to stop a chariot, meaning you can't fight City Hall, mm-hmm. and on and on. Um, but we also include many, many popular proverbs that um, date back certainly centuries, um, and many of them again before the, the time of Christ. Okay. Um, now, what are what are some of your your personal uh, favorite Chinese proverbs? Well, proverbs that I uh, use all the time and quote to my students. We do have English equivalents for because these all um, almost all these sayings or proverbs reflect universal human truths. Um, but often the Chinese sayings are more colorful than the ones we use. Mm-hmm. So um, one that uh, are often used when I tell my students that they can't expect to learn Chinese in just a few weeks or a few months or even a few years is which mm-hmm. means a fat person didn't get fat with just one mouthful. Uh-huh. Or when I tell them nothing ventured, nothing gained, I tell them, you don't enter the tiger's den, how are you ever going to get the tiger's cub? Mm-hmm. Meaning you got to risk if you want to get something really good, and then I often uh, uh, comfort myself when um, something bad happens. That every cloud has a silver lining. We say in English, but the Chinese say "sai wang shi and fu." The old man on the border loses a horse. Who knows if it isn't good fortune? Mm-hmm. And you know the rest of that is the old man on the border gets a horse. Who knows if it isn't bad fortune in disguise? Meaning you just never know. Uh, often uh, good things may come out of, of something bad that happens. Uh, you just don't see, necessarily see it at the time. But vice versa, out of uh, uh, something good, you never know. There may be some bad consequences as well. So um, these, since these proverbs really cover universal human truths, universal human experience, 
uh, they're apropos whether you live in, in China or in the United States or wherever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they re- they really are good teaching aids. Um, my my Chinese teacher here always always uses them like a like when I mess up a sentence construction or something. She said one the other day. She didn't say it in Chinese, but she was like, uh, "You put the heavy things in the front of the boat. You put the most important words in the front of the sentence." And you know that that makes sense. That's something that uh, I'll always remember now when when speaking Chinese. Um, which uh, which brings me to my next question. Um. How are these proverbs used? Um, what what role do all these proverbs and sayings play in Chinese society? And um, like, uh, what 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 do they teach people? Well, for one thing, Wade, as you probably have discovered, living in China, Chinese people use proverbs and sayings literally hundreds of hundreds of times more than we do these days in English. Certainly in America where to use proverbs or sayings like a stitch in time saves nine or an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure these things are now considered trite and the younger generation doesn't use them at all but in china they're a regular part of a shared culture and there are thousands and thousands of them people color their speech with them in part because they're able then to say in a few words that that are understood by everyone in the culture what it would otherwise take much uh, longer to say, but they sum up in a poetic and real pithy way well, what the, uh, the person has experienced. Mm-hmm. Whether they tend to teach the same um, human truths that uh, Proverbs are sayings around the world have always taught, but in addition to that, the Chinese Proverbs really tend to emphasize the necessity for patience and perseverance, including in learning, which is so highly in China and has been for centuries mm-hmm. is in every culture but arguably none more than the Chinese um, it uh, certainly teaches the importance of friendship um, humility mm-hmm. and one of the things that uh, they teach that American things English things uh, generally do not is the danger of sticking out from the crowd of mm-hmm. trying to fight authority of trying to be the praying man as who stops the chariot. Uh, there are all these Chinese proverbs instead of the squeaky will catches the grease, mm-hmm. meaning the who does stand out and, and does speak up often gets what he or she wants. No, the Chinese things, on the contrary, warn you, uh, the bird that gets shot is the one that sticks its head out first, mm-hmm. or the tallest one that gets knocked down by the wind. So, um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. The, the, nail that, the nail that sticks out gets pounded back in. Um, now, would you say that um, these proverbs kind of they're kind of like a guide to, to teach Chinese people how to be Chinese? And well, we, do you think these are proverbs you're saying, Jim, that that, um, that teach Chinese how people how to be Chinese? I don't think that's really the yeah, case. Is no. it? What would you say? Or to, or, to, or to how to live in in their society? I mean, the Chinese in ancient time, they wouldn't even know they were other people, so therefore, they mm-hmm. definitely didn't mean to teach Chinese to how to be Chinese. No, I don't think that was the intention whatsoever. Okay. They were just their experience, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then came to realize that these uh, poetic ways of saying something words it's this really succinct way that and also often them. because of rhyme mm. so you know it, in in daily life we're just speaking sort of a colorless language but when mm-hmm. you suddenly 
put something, uh, either a common proverb um, or these ancient uh, literary idioms, often they rhyme beautifully. So mm-hmm. therefore, you catch people's attention. And it, if you know your children were not paying attention to what you're saying, like I'm sure I was, but my mother would mm-hmm. say something that totally rhyme in maybe eight characters, mm-hmm. and you. The way you start paying attention, because that was the first time you heard it, you think, what's that? And then you learn it quickly. And and then you understand in a similar situation, you can use it to catch other people's attention. And also mm-hmm. quickly, like I said, you, know, you uh, sort of uh, uh, make people understand what you want to say. Rather than come out of your own rumbling uh, long explanation, you're just using that short uh, mm-hmm. proverb. Okay. So. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Very. Very true. This. Uh. This is a society that. Uh. That walks fast. Uh, they say. They say. Mons will, but they. They walk fast. They move quick and look for the quickest ways to do things. Yeah, that's. Uh. That's. That's very true. Um. But um. Would you say that um. Would you say that as as China continues to um. To um, urbanize, industrialize, and uh, globalize, do you, do you think have you, have you noticed the use of these proverbs um, being on the decline? Are they, are they kind of going um, out of fashion? I I think they're um, probably Larry already explained it to you before. There are two different types of, of proverbs, and in English we call them proverbs. But in China, it's clearly one type. It's really the literary uh, idioms which often are even older than Confucius, who lived um, 2,500 years ago. And uh, some, of of course, as old as Confucius is. Um, These are often the four character um, uh, idioms, and they are often are the uh, ancient sages to advise their kings, their um, uh, leaders, how to really uh, lead a country, how to be the best uh, uh, sort of uh, kingdom leaders. So they are often fables. Behind these literary idioms, there definitely are stories. And these, I don't think, are going to disappear anytime soon because they're still uh, being taught in schools. And in literature, in even just daily newspaper articles, you still see them. The other type of proverbs that we call the common sayings often come from the countryside or ordinary people um, sum up the life experience. And these often involve actually uh, country living experience. So these, I do wonder how long they can last because not only um, city kids do not experience these country life experience themselves, even their parents have never seen it, let mm-hmm. alone live through. So I do wonder these, how long can still exist. Certainly in my generation, people still use it, even though I didn't live in the countryside. Mm-hmm. But it, at least by visiting countryside, I saw some of it. And also, if we didn't understand our parents explain it to us, or our grandparents, in my case, that even my uh, my grandmother didn't even live through. But again, you know, her grandmother explained to her. Mm-hmm. Therefore, she could explain to my mother, and my mother explained to me. But I just wonder today, and 
we are more and more, as you said, industrialized and even globalized. So how often, you know, we really understand what country people live. So mm-hmm. I, I do wonder. It's probably going to disappear <laughs> okay. somewhat. Okay. Um, and like, like as, as Larry said said earlier, um, like using these proverbs and idioms and sayings in, in English, like, like a penny saved and is a penny earned, I mean, young people really don't say that anymore. It's something that our grandparents said. Um, now, kind of kind of going on what we were just talking about, um, as far as like, like the young kids um, in urban China, I mean, e- even, even the sayings that don't have to do with living in the countryside but just have to do basically with life, um, are they using these sayings? So, um, Wade, so you're saying, um, I think what you're implying is that even if these young people today in this modern industrialized society living um, now in cities rather than the countryside, since so many of these proverbs though, do reflect uh, general uh, universal human truth, mm-hmm. I really think that, that many of them will survive, a good number of them will survive, and certainly among more educated people, mm-hmm. they will. Okay. Okay, that's good. Um... And uh, could you could you tell me a little bit little bit about your book and um, how it came about? Um, what, what was the purpose of it? Why 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 did you set out to write this collection of uh, Chinese uh, proverbs and sayings? Well, we uh, first thought that as professors of Chinese language at Calvin College in Grand Rapids, Michigan, um, together uh, between Shen and me, we have as many as 80, 90 students a semester at, at various levels, and we realized that because the average Chinese person still uses so many of these proverbs, these sayings, these maxims in their speech, that if our students don't know them, they won't be able to communicate well enough with Chinese speakers. But in addition, if they themselves don't use at least some of them, then their speech will be said to lack flavor, to lack reasoning. And after we started to collect these, we realized that they fell into various themes um, of the for example, the importance of learning or morality or uh, the importance of, of humility, uh, family, friends, and so on. And we realized that if we put these sayings together, group them by theme, and wrote introductions as to how these proverbs reflect the way the Chinese have viewed the world and continue to view the world, we could have a book that would also appeal to people who knew no Chinese whatsoever but were interested in um, really beautiful poetic sayings that, that reflect just human life in general, but it would also be a window onto Chinese culture and thought. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, that's pretty good. Um, I'll ask, you know, um, like, uh, like the thoughts of Mao and, and these little sayings that, that Mao would come up with, um, have they lasted in China? What about the sayings of Chairman Mao? Um, people quoting uh, these today. I think um, for most Chinese children, um, I don't even know if they are even aware of these sayings. Like, mm-hmm. uh, of course, let alone you know, like my generation, everybody has to recite. So I don't mm-hmm. know even they were aware what mm-hmm. Mao said. Okay. And okay. I, and as you pointed out to me. Um, many of the sayings that um, Chairman Mao loved to quote 
word. Yeah. That only Chinese knew he was just like yeah, exactly. okay. the old uh, man moved the mountain, uh-huh. uh, meaning through many generations of, of children and grandchildren, he thought one day they could remove this mountain. There was an obstacle in their way. So it wasn't Proverbs, they weren't Proverbs that originated with Chairman Mao. So those, of course, will last. But his sayings like uh, revolution uh, is worn out the barrel of a gun. Yeah, or yeah. Revolution I don't think Chinese people <laughs> Yeah, right on. They're folks who lived through those uh, terrible times, like of the Cultural Revolution, uh, and uh, are quoting them sarcastically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, you you said earlier that um, that Chinese Chinese proverbs and sayings kind of kind of represent um a lot of universal human truth that um that that's part of almost uh, pretty much every culture. Um, could you expand on that a little bit? Well, absolutely. So. Take, for example, um, we say all good things must come to an end. And the Chinese put it in a more colorful way that uh, in the world, where is there any feast that doesn't eventually disperse or break up? Um, that uh, good, we say uh, good things take time, or Rome wasn't built in a day, but as I quoted before, they'll say a fat person didn't get fat with just one mouthful, uh-huh. and so on. Most of these are just universal human truths because, wait, you know, we're one race, the human mm-hmm. race. Mm-hmm. Yes, we're interested in cultural differences, differences between the Chinese. They have a, a tonal language that's seemingly monosyllabic, and we have a polysyllabic, non-tonal language, and, oh, how different they are, and they eat with chopsticks, and we eat with a knife and fork. We're just basically people. We experience the same joys and sorrows and worries, um, the same need to inculcate morality in our children or to uh, remind ourselves of, of how... Uh, we're mortal and how precious time is worth more than money. The Chinese say, um, if you have one inch of time and one inch of gold, one inch of gold can't buy one inch of time, an equal measure of time, meaning uh, time is more precious than money. These are all universal truths, and I would say that at least 95% of the Proverbs in our book, which are over 500 of the most common and significant Chinese Proverbs are saying, um, they express universal truths that anyone in the world would recognize to be true. And in many, many cases, there are English language equivalents. It's just that often the Chinese uh, put it in a more interesting way. And even if it's uh, our way of saying it is also interesting, every cloud is a silver lining, and so the old man on the border loses a horse. It's just another poetic way, another metaphor for mm-hmm. expressing the same truth that there may be a, a silver lining to every cloud. Something good may come out of something bad if you look hard enough. Um, so, um, yes, there uh, maybe a, a 5% of the proverbs are saying do reflect a certain Chinese preoccupation which we don't have. Uh, for example, the sense that uh, the, the Chinese feel they're powerless before fate, that mm-hmm. everything comes from fate and not the slightest jot from uh, people. Uh, that's the saying that we wouldn't have, for example. But most of the same universal human truths. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, one more question. You already kind of answered it, but um, what do you think is the future of Chinese proverbs? Do you think they will adapt and um, and change as as the society changes, or uh, I mean, what what, what 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 do you think the future um, of their use will be? Well, one thing I can tell you, and that is, in this country with Chinese people, there are websites that are free that offer one. Um, you each day one four-character saying, 
I don't see them disappearing. They're encyclopedias of these mm -hmm. ways. Yeah. Uh, Chinese has literally hundreds, if not thousands, times more saying than any other culture because it's the world's oldest continuous culture, and it's always been a culture that represented the fourth to one fifth of humanity. So, um, and, and one of the world's great cultures. So there's so much accumulated wisdom there that they actually have all these encyclopedias um, that uh, list all the proverbs. I don't think they're going to disappear. Are new ones going to rise? Perhaps. But they already have so many thousands that sum up so beautifully human experience. And, uh, I, I just don't see them disappearing at all, not as a whole. Mm -hmm. Yeah, not as a whole, but some of them may them. find it uh, for young people hard to understand. For example, the one I would quote to you, you know that one. And I think you know, which we should translate for oh, okay. some of Wade's listeners. Yeah, I was yeah, going to bring that up because you said, yeah, as we see the Chinese moving from the countryside into the city. So this wonderful saying that Chin taught me: um, when you say, "How can you be so clueless? Where have you been all your life?" Uh -huh. and, uh, the Chinese will instead say, "We've never eaten pork and not even seen a pig run." Uh -huh. Well, in the countryside, of course, pork the main source of meat. They're, they're almost the only source of meat, and so of course everyone's eaten pork and everyone's seen a pig run. But in Shanghai or Beijing today, mm -hmm. uh, they probably work, but they very likely haven't ever seen a pig run. Yeah, yeah, very true. Okay. But it may be disappearing <laughs> in mm -hmm. two to three regions, but uh, I agree with Larry. The majority of them, particularly those literary ones, I don't think they're going to disappear anytime soon. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you very much, Larry and Chin. Um, and uh, where, where could someone buy um, buy your book of uh, Chinese proverbs? Um, there are many ways to buy it, but um, our uh, biggest sales of our previous two books, including the China Survival Guide, our guide to China travel, which has been a, a very big seller, as well as our basic patterns of Chinese grammar, uh, which also sold really well. Uh, most of those uh, copies of those books have been sold on Amazon.com which you can access, I believe I have, in, in China. Um, so um, under Chinese Proverbs and Popular Sayings, the name of our book, or under Herzberg, H-E-R-Z-B-E-R-G, comma, Larry, or Herzberg, comma, Chin, Q-I-N. Um, our books are also available on Barnes & Noble website. And um, here in the States, you're, of course, interested in, in having um, your listeners in China know that our book but uh, in, in the States, they are available in bookstores as well. But I don't believe they're available in any bookstores in but China. But they're also uh, available in Kindle. That's true. And there are Kindle versions, those already of the Chinese Proverbs and Popular Saints book, as well as our China Survival Guide, How to Avoid mm -hmm. Travel Troubles and Mortifying <laughs> Mishaps, which has sold now about 15,000 copies yeah. and selling better than ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, should should have interviewed you guys about that book too. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be a pleasure. Yeah. Thanks. Okay. Well, thanks a lot, Larry and Chin. Um. Yep. Thank you very much. You're most welcome. Thank you, Wade. Okay.